0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie in the La La Studios talking about love and dating and yes. romance and relationships. Bonjour Simon.
1: Bonsoir Angie Taylor. Bonsoir.
0: Bonsoir Simon Marcel our French mm. relationship romance expert I read a study the other day that said um, men with French accents are the uh-huh. sexiest thing in the world so thank you for that thank you for bringing well, that to the show
1: Thank you Angie but I'm not <laughs> sure I believe that's that stats since I'm still single
0: right? Oh well so, that will I change I don't know
1: you think so? Uh, that will Looking change Looking for true love
0: I promise you. Well, listen, speaking of looking for true love, I was going to ask you this question because I found this story about men who talk about the one thing that they refuse to compromise on in a relationship. So Mm -hmm. think about if you were to start dating a girl, Mm
2: -hmm. something
0: that you will not bend on, like I refuse to date you if you don't do this or if you don't have this or if you don't. Act this way or whatever it is. What Mm -hmm. thing will you not compromise on in a relationship? I want to know your answer, Simon, Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of men gave their answers. And let's talk about that. Things you won't compromise on.
1: And same for you, Angie. Not just for me. It should be for you, too.
0: The list for me is very long. I don't know how long (laughs) our show is tonight but that list was very okay. very long uh thank god i found my husband who meets i don't know most of the criteria i guess there's probably a couple of things that he could improve on but that's not that's we'll neither here nor there, there. i don't want to talk about there? it okay, okay. No. <laughs> i want to talk about you what will you not bend on going okay. into a relationship okay when we come back I'll tell you. on the rendezvous with simon and angie Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, I want to know, if you were to start dating somebody, what is the one thing that you are not going to compromise in on a relationship? Let me give you some examples, because a few really brave dudes on Reddit came together to discuss the things that they're not willing to compromise on in their relationships. Um, Of course, somebody said lack of sex. Uh, No ooh-la-la, no bad ooh-la-la long-term. That's Mm -hmm. not going to happen. Don't make him choose between you and his friends. This man said, my friends, I have some of the best friends in the world, and if she told me that I wasn't allowed to see or talk to one of them or any of them, it would be an automatic deal-breaker. Um, mm-hmm. His hobbies, she better like gaming or else she's out, meaning she better like playing, I don't know, Madden NFL on the uh, Xbox or whatever all day long. Simon, yes. um, I know that some things are probably really important to you. What is something that if you started dating a woman that you would just not bend on?
1: Trust. Trust. So, trust and jealousy. Jealousy. Trust, jealousy because yeah. the, the tree of love cannot uh, grow up on, you know, without trust. It's the ingredients. If you can't trust me, if you constantly check in on me and it becomes this jealousy, which I had to face in the past two times, it destroys. And so I start to love you and this constant, where are you doing? What are you doing? Where are you are and all this. Either you trust me or you don't. Without the trust, I won't grow a relationship anymore, Angie.
0: Well, jealousy was actually the biggest thing on this list, Simon, that men really? said okay. that they wouldn't deal with. I want to know, though. Let's talk about jealousy for a second. Let's... What is it? about jealousy that is hard for you to deal with. Think about when you've been in jealous relationships. What's suffocating about jealousy? It is suffocating, but why? And, and
1: while we do that, also I want to talk about the difference between being masked, the, the way men are jealous, and the way we men are jealous. That's okay, two but I want to know about you. Well,
0: how first. do you feel jealousy? I yes. go
1: first, yeah. Um, what does it mean to you? It means that jealousy is a form of hate. So
0: if, But what does that mean? What does that mean? Jealousy is a form of hate. You have to explain that.
1: So it's, a, it's an excuse to hurt me. It's an excuse to control me. It's an excuse to reduce me to your child. And I am not your child. I'm your partner. Mm-hmm. So in the name of jealousy, people do really wrong things, Angie.
0: Yeah, and, and I can understand it being right? treated like a child, being felt like you're a child. Do you ever think about when a woman is jealous with you? And I know it's happened to you before. Two does your mind, and- yeah, many times, does your mind ever go to the place of, well, what did she go through, what can I do, or is it just something that's like, forget it? I don't even want to deal with it.
1: So now, to be honest, I, I know those those answers after the first or second date because I asked how it went with the past ex-boyfriends. Mm -hmm. And you figure out the way she talks about the guys before you, the way she's going to treat you. And so the mistake I made in the past is, I remember with this French wonderful woman, but she had this terrible jealousy. And I was so infatuated by charm and all of this. When she told me at the beginning of the first day, oh, my God, you know, I hope you're not a cheater, this, that, and all the past boyfriends. I didn't pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. He went to hunt me back and bite me in the derrière like nothing else.
0: In your derrière? (laughs)
1: In the, it, it means in the backside. I know. And, I
0: know. It's cute the way you say it. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: what about you, and you? We're talking about jealousy. You suffer from it, and have you also suffered from it by being the jealous one?
0: I have been the jealous one. I've definitely learned from being the jealous one, and I, I've realized that that's more about me than it is about the person that I'm with. It's never about the person that you're with. It's always about something with you, an insecurity yeah. with you, some residual trauma that you went through in a last relationship or your life growing up. But Simon, listen, we have mm-hmm. people on the phone that want to talk as well sure. about uh, the things that they're not going to compromise in a relationship. I think we have some guys on the phone that want to add to what you've been saying, add their own thoughts as well. So let's Great. do that when we come back. Uh, call us up. 855-905-8255. What are you not going to bend on when you get into a relationship when we return on The Rendezvous? Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We've been talking about uh, this list I found on Reddit about mm-hmm. men who reveal the thing they're not going to compromise in a relationship. Simon, you said jealousy. That was yeah. a big one for all the men. Huge one. And now we're going to take some calls on this. 855-905-8255. Let's go to the lines in Tampa. They listen on Mix 100.7. It's Mason. Hey, Mason. How are you guys? Good, good, Mason. How are you? Good, good. So I'm listening to you, and I got something that just jumps out, and uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> your deal breaker. What is it? What What will you well, not compromise on? Listen, you know, uh, Simon's got trust issues and
2: jealousy, or or whatever it is, and that's always the main thing for me to mm-hmm. make sure my partner has some hobbies. Like get yes. out of the house every once in a while.
0: So this is basically this was another one of the things on the list that the men are not going to compromise in a relationship if the woman doesn't really have a life of their own. I think that's what you're saying, right, Mason? Like she has to. Yeah, have...
2: I really need I, I really need my partner to be doing her own thing. It can't just be all about me and her. And that and that's fantastic. But there's got to be some time where she's doing her own thing and working on her whatever she needs to work on with friends or whatever it is, but she's really got, she can't be in the house all the time. She's got to experiment, have fun, go out and do things. I don't care what it is, but just like you just said, do something. have your own life, do your own right.
0: thing. Right. Mason, I think you touched mm-hmm. on something really interesting. Simon, I want to talk about yeah. this because when we come back, there was a time where, you know, I was a stay at home mom and I felt right. like I had nothing to talk about every day. And I was just mm-hmm. totally living through my baby's daddy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, it made me feel a certain type of way, and I think I get what Mason is saying here. So, Mason, thank you so much for contributing that thought. Yeah, good
1: point. Good point, I, Mason. Five, five.
0: I agree on both sides. I think the guy has to have a life, too. You can't get so wrapped up in each other that we have to entertain one or the other person. We have to both be bringing something to the table. So, mm-hmm. Simon, when we come back, let's talk more about yes. things that you won't compromise on on mm-hmm. The Rendezvous when we return. Welcome back to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about things you don't want to compromise on in a relationship So Simon we have Mason on the line. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie We're talking about things that you're not going to compromise on in a relationship Simon We just had Mason on the phone from Tampa who was saying listen, I need you to have a life of your own I can't sit and entertain you all day and I get what he was saying have you ever dated, Simon, somebody that just sort of lived through you? Because that's a lot of pressure to um, constantly keep the relationship interesting and exciting.
1: Well, and, and we got to be fair. It's exactly the situation you were in. I, I dated wonderful uh, women. Sometimes they were divorced and watching the kids and we were very busy with the kids. But at the end of the day, just like you expressed for yourself when you were raising Hannah when she was very yeah. little, not working. What happened is that when you come back home when you get together the person who's been with very little children feels like she wants to participate in the adult life and she can't really contribute that much because you know she thinks in her mind what she has to say is not interesting I don't agree with that I think hearing about how the children have a day and all this is interesting so yes I have it's not a deal breaker for me
0: right it's not for me I just felt like I didn't have anything to contribute because I was so starved for adult conversation by the end of the day, just being at home with a child all day. And, you know, at that time, the person that I was with had so many things to talk about with work and their life. And I was never leaving the house. And that's just for me. But it doesn't even have to be a job. Just to do something where you have a hobby, you have an interest, maybe you're volunteering, just anything that is different that you can you know teach somebody about uh, the conversation's more interesting i feel like that's really helpful in relationships just uh, in terms of bringing something to the table you can even talk about you know
1: totally totally i think it's key but for me not a deal breaker because we right. all have things to say and also the silence can be comfortable
0: yep um, there is comfortable right? silence that's true that's true so that, comes with, time, this. that comes with time though that does come with time yeah, yes. I agree with you, Simon. So listen, we have a lot of people that have been sending in emails for Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, at, bonjour. Yes, at com. Let's go to one of those emails when we return on The sure. Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel.
1: Bonsoir, Angie Taylor.
0: So listen, speaking of bonjour, we are mm-hmm. going to do a Bonjour, Simon Marcel sure. email. Mm-hmm. Lots of people hear that French accent. They hear your amazing advice and they say, Oh my gosh, this is my best French friend. I need advice from him. I must email the show at simonandangie.com A- and ask so, and,
1: and they know you here keeping it real. So if I go sometimes too romantic, Angie will make sure to make well, it, keep it real. This the is all about is. you.
0: This one's all about you because well, it's all about Simon. I mean, I might say I'm, something, but. But we're going to go with your advice. Okay. 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 So this one comes to us from Becky from Clearwater, Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Becky. I'm having trouble finding out how to interpret something that just occurred with my boyfriend. I've been thinking lately about cutting my hair really short. Being that I'm in school to become a cosmetologist, I feel like I should at least try everything once so I can inform the best way possible. She does makeup. She does hair, Mm -hmm. um, body. So when I told my boyfriend I was going to cut it really short, he told me not to. Said he couldn't see me with short hair. I'd be ruining my hard work. Also said I was beautiful. I don't need to cut my hair. Mm -hmm. I asked if because my hair was shorter, he would not think I was still beautiful, to which he said no. However, when I asked if he would love me any less because I had less hair, he said, I don't know, maybe. I went to blow up on him, explaining Mm -hmm. that this wasn't an impulse thing, uh, like he was suspecting. Um, Then he said he supported my decision after the blow up. I'm just bothered by this exchange. Is hair that important to a guy? I know how hair affects the looks of everything else. I'm learning about that. Please help. Signed, hopefully, Becky M. P.S. I love the show. So what do you think? Um, I don't know. Do guys place that much emphasis on hair? I'll tell you what I think, but you go ahead, Simon. This is a bonjour, Simon.
1: But you go first because ladies first.
0: No, this is about you. I want you to go first on this answer. I only have perspective because I had very, very long hair, and I had a Britney Spears moment, and I shaved my head, basically. And then now I have extensions. And I want to know what Jason said. Jason is the one that wanted me to cut my hair short. But he's very, 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 very rare. I don't think a lot of men like super short hair on women. But what do you think, Simon? Do you like short hair on women?
1: I do. I like all the hairs. Yeah, short, long, hair. I like all
0: the hairs. Yes. (laughs)
1: And she, you talk always get it, me son. Angie talk, talk,
0: talk, talk, talk <laughs> you got me it. again
1: I think it's very shallow for a guy to say don't cut your hair short or make such a scene To be. it's very shallow it upsets me I don't think the relationship should be based on hair, hair color hair size short hair, long hair to be honest it's so secondary to the matter of the heart the only color or the only thing that matters is what's inside of you I just it's hard for me to defend him and to Biki, I think I understand she's a bit upset and I would be too I would watch this dude carefully, because that's shallow, that's narrow-minded, and we have not—I would say—even the, the 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 fact to say something like this seems to me not kind. And what's worse than being unkind? So I'm upset at him. I'm on Becky's camp 100 percent, Angie. 100. Let me ask
0: you a question about that, because. I feel like men are very into long hair. You're very right. It's about what happens on the inside, who you are as a person on the inside. Yes. So what if she gained 100 pounds? Is it still about the person that's on the inside? Because now you look completely different the way that if you chopped all your hair off, you look very different as well. So is it still about that?
1: The difference is uh, when it took uh, people would gain 50 or 100 pounds. You could see there is usually... A depression behind. It's not like a wheel. Anybody? I've never heard. Met Something psychological. Says, yeah. Oh, I'm going to look so much better with hundred pounds on. Never. So you. It's a different aspect. The hair thing. The color. The size of the hair. That's old fashion. That, that's, that's. That's a good wh- answer. Simon. If my girlfriend feels she looks better with orange hair, green hair, short hair. It's
0: just hair. It grows back. You can change like it back.
1: Shinedo Kono, the singer. I've dated yes. girls. You know, and and love them the same. It makes no, you're not more feminine or masculine as a woman because you got short hair or long hair, or I think you're even more hair.
0: confident if you go from long to short. That means that you are rocking it, and hey, I can pull this off. I'm going to do it. So, so that's really, a very great answer, Simon.
1: Thank you, Ajib. But I mean it from the heart. I really feel that when it comes to hair, guys should sh- shut the hell up.
0: Yeah, really says that. Exactly, and trust your girlfriend. I mean, she's going to school for beauty, makeup. You know, all of that. Like she, the more beautiful she, she
1: feels, the more also everything will be good together.
0: Confidence, confidence is beauty. Eh oui, of course, eh oui, eh eh oui. Eh oui. I so. love it, Simon. <laughs> yes, very good advice. Thank you so Thank much. You. More of the rendezvous when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We take your emails all the time at simonandangie.com. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's hard for people to call into a radio show and air it all out, but you can do it over the computer and we Mm -hmm. will talk about it. So, Simon, now it's time for us to play Date... Or or dump. dump. If you have a question about dating somebody, you're kind of on the fence. Should I date or dump them? Ask us. We'll let you know. This comes Mm -hmm. to us from Jeremy from Louisville, Kentucky. He says, Simon, Angie, I need your help. Mm -hmm. This woman that I met is amazing, but she has two dogs and I'm severely allergic. I like her a lot, but I don't want to have to take allergy medication every time I see her. Should I date Or dump her. Simon, what do you think about that?
1: Well, Jeremy, I'm not going to judge, but I don't think you want to date her, really. I think that you emailed us that you don't want to take the allergy medicine. You like her a lot. You don't love her. You're not mm-hmm. in love with her. The word you use, the words you use, and I don't judge. I just think you're not that into her. Because nothing stops true love, all right? No dog hair, no cat hair, oh, no allergy. No. I would
0: take every medication there was. I would yeah. be like, come stay at my house and live with me if, until those dogs die off. Whatever I mean, it is. Not that I ever want that. But I'm just saying, I would do whatever. Energy. Exactly. Yeah. So, what are you saying?
1: So, I think you have to stop. You have to dump. You have to stop dating her. Yes, Jeremy. Stop dating they, her. Yes, yeah, so don't waste her time. it's an excuse. I think so. I think that there's, I mean, not an excuse. He's just not in love with her. He's just not that into her.
0: He's using that. He's using the dogs as an excuse. Yes. Right? Because Because he would take the medication otherwise. If he
1: was in love, yes. So I I said dump. And you say? I
0: I say dump as well. I take allergy medication every day. It's not that big of a deal. A lot of us have allergies every single day. I'm allergic to grass, trees. To dogs hair. Everything. No, there's the only thing I'm not allergic to. Dogs, but I'm allergic to grass. I mean, grass is everywhere. How oh, do you yeah, get yeah. away from it? So True. I take it every day. It's not that big of a deal. If he really wanted to go the extra mile, I think he would. So Simon, uh, we're going to take some calls on this. 855-905-8255 when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we had this Mm -hmm. bonjour, Simon Mars. Oh no, we had a dater dump uh, about a guy who has a girlfriend with two dogs. He's severely allergic. He's like, I don't want to take medication every day. What should I do? So we said dump, right? Because we did. If you're pouting about that, that's an excuse, I feel like.
1: If you're in love, you would never say that. So, And he says he likes her a lot. He didn't say I love her. So
0: I agree. I would wear a hazmat suit to be around the man I love if I had to. Uh, People want to call and uh, comment on this as well. 855-905-8255. Let's go to the phones uh, from Johnston, Iowa. Say hello to Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Hey, how you doing? Good. We are good. How's it going, Carrie? You have a comment on this topic? Yes, I
2: do. Uh, I actually have a similar experience. Um, I'm dating my boyfriend, and he happened to be allergic to cats. I had a cat, like, very allergic. Um, However, it shouldn't be an issue in the beginning of a relationship. We just didn't come to my place. We, We stayed away, and you know, obviously, if that relationship goes further, then that can be a topic of conversation. It seems like if this is an issue too early, then he's probably not that into her. But right. But if it's an issue and, you know, he's really into her, you don't have to worry about that right now. Because there's sacrifices and things that you can make if it's the right
0: person. I think that's what we were saying. And you were totally right. Like, if you are really into this person, you'll find a way. And there are other ways around it in the meantime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your comment. No we We Mm -hmm. totally agree, Carrie. Good luck. I hope you find a man that loves your kitty cats or your cat. (laughs)
1: Thanks,
2: (laughs) Carrie. You take care. Thank you for.
0: There you go. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. More when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel.
1: Bonsoir, Angie Taylor.
0: Bonsoir. We are all about love, dating relationships romance and our phone lines are open at 855-905-8255 if you have a comment on anything we're talking about or you need some advice or you just want to shoot the breeze with me and simon feel free <laughs> and we have somebody on the line right now let's go to louisville kentucky say hello to paul hey paul
2: hey Paul. Hey, how you
0: doing there good. how you doing hey. i'm
2: good i'm good um Yes, so I, I sort of I wanted your advice on something, guys. My um, think I'm like in a real a-hole, um, but um, I'm single right now and uh, have been for uh, about a year now, and uh, I'm seeing um, three different married women, and uh, they, uh, my friends are like I'm crazy. They think I'm like just not even hmm. for doing this. And you know, no one's being hurt. No one, you know, they. I know what they're doing. They know what I'm doing. You know, each one of them wants it for a different reason, and it's uh, you know, it's going well. So, Paul, we don't know about each other, of course. But
0: you're my most favorite caller of all time, I think. First of all, so thank you for calling, really? Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious. So three married women. You said they're all getting something different from it. I'm curious why. What are you getting from it? I mean, besides the oh, obvious, yes. it's, but what's appealing about dating married women to you? Um, I don't have to spend
2: this much money. That's
0: one. <laughs> so you're so you're just saving money. Well, you're not taking like them out on lot. dates. It's, it's just like, like hookup. It's hookup stuff, right?
2: It's yeah.
0: It is totally
2: 100. percent I mean, they're all nice. Uh, I got along with them. I'm nice to them. We, you know, it's. Like, here's uh, one of the women, one of the women, many years ago, I lost my my virginity on Teddy Roosevelt's lawn at Sagamore Hill. That's uh, many years ago, out uh, out on Long Island, many years Mm -hmm. ago. And I told this to one of the married ladies, and she's like, I want to make that happen again.
0: And you did?
2: um, And we did, yeah. It was a little awkward the second time. It was a little more forced. The first time was sort of, you know, just... Organic. This this was sort of uh, like we were making it happen, and I swear there was a car that came real. They could see us on top of the hill and.
0: So I'm curious, that sounds like a, a, Simon, correct me if I'm wrong, if you think the same, but that sounds for that woman, like there's some fantasy, there's some thrill, she's not getting at home. You said that these women are all doing it for different reasons. I'm a married woman myself, so I'm really curious about Mm -hmm. what prompts somebody to seek out this kind of relationship, yet still maintain their marriages. Are any of them trying to get out of their marriages, or are they all just like, hey, I'm staying married, but I want to have fun with you? What's the deal?
2: Yeah. One of their husbands is clearly gay one clearly of, like, is, okay one hundred percent gay there's no way he's not she's not getting sex from him at all
0: okay, mm-hmm. and what about um, the other women?
2: the other women i, I think I really think it's the same thing one of them I, th- I, I think it's coming up on a swinger thing. I think they're looking for a third party and I don't know if I want to do that I don't know if I won't involved
0: but does he know about you women. because he would have to know yeah, about you in or a-
2: yeah, well, they, right, He would. Ha- they would have to know, they wouldn't necessarily have to know about us having a past necessarily, but they'd have to know I exist, yes. Um, I'm not so, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm a little leery of doing that with another guy.
0: And so your friends are judging you, that's the reason you called, and you want to know what to do about the friend judgment, right?
2: Y- yeah, I guess I should never let them know in the first place, but I guess I'm a braggy idiot, so...
0: Well Simon uh, we're gonna have to break in a second Simon I want you to get started though on your okay. advice and then we're gonna have to cut for a minute
1: you know I, I just say you know there is a a saying that in France you know a vu pris," not seen not caught which means the eyes who do not see do not cry if you caught you hang and what you just did by bragging about it is you you betrayed the uh, the secrecy of how this works. Uh, number one, he M. didn't
0: name names, Simon. There was I no didn't name names. names, exactly. Didn't name names, and even
2: if they hear it, it's not like they're going to be
0: like, "Hey, right. God, he didn't then. name any names." it's, Come it's on. a
1: small, it's a small world. It's it's social media. It's everything. You know, those things has to be if it ever happens in a total uh, secrecy. Because otherwise, you're going to have Target on your back. I mean, there's three husbands on the other side you're playing with. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Simon, and I know that that's how you feel about it, and I feel the same way, but I want to know what advice you give him to deal with his friends. Let's talk about that when we come back. Can you hang on with us for a second there, Paul? Of course. All right, Paul. Hang on. I mean, I don't know if you have like your three wives banging down the door. I just want to make busy. sure you're available. You're very yeah. busy, man. All right. Hold on one sec, Paul. We'll come back and uh, talk about advice for you with your friends on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got into this amazing conversation with Paul from Louisville, who's on the line with us, Simon, and he's dating three married women. We talked a little bit about that dynamic, like why Mm -hmm. are the women doing it? Why are you into it, Paul? What's in it for you? And the question was, Paul wants to know, you know, he's getting some judgment from his friends, naturally. Simon, Mm -hmm. what do you think he should do when it comes to his friends and in discussing this whole dynamic.
1: So, Paul, I think that you have to step back. You have to take it all back. You you exaggerated everything. It was not really, you were sleeping with them, but you were flirting with them. Get the story back of what it is. To, to, to take your friends out of this this uh, situation that you're in, they should not know about it. You've you've alluded to Well, now to that. they so, do though. It's too late now. No, you can yeah. say you bragged, the exaggerated. Yeah. You know, looking back, why you want to take back the privacy of the situation? You're playing with fire. You you are playing with fire and three fires, not just one. So Ooh, that's a
0: lot of fire. That's a lot, that's of, a fire. lot of fire. Paul, to, your hair is on fire.
1: Your hair is on fire. The whole thing. Something is else on fire. is probably
0: on fire too. I don't know, Paul. I don't know what the situation is. Something is careful. burning.
1: You know, unless you're in a society way more on on the other side of the Atlantic, here you know you have to think like in America, do like the Americans. So to protect, to protect the whole situation, you have to take all this back. Um, I don't see any other way around. So you're saying he
0: should he should go forward with discretion from now on, like if your boys, yeah, if your boys are poking and prodding and wanting details, like hey, maybe even it ended, it's over.
1: Just remember, at the end, it's not going to be funny. There will be an end to that story, mm-hmm. and it will not be funny. It could be ugly or dangerous for everybody involved. So Simon, that's, responsible.
0: A, that's a very good point because, Paul, when we were off the air, you were telling us how one of these stories could go really bad. Can you hang on and please describe what's going on with wife number three when we return? <laughs> sure. Paul's like, way to really dig in, Angie, you jerk. Thank you. so happy you called us. I I mean, you're probably not, but you can't call up with that conversation and not let me pick at it. Paul, we're going to come back and uh, talk about how you might get real burned when we return on The Rendezvous. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We have this amazing call on the line from Paul from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I probably shouldn't have just said where you're from, but anyway, Paul hooking up with three married women, and we were talking about the potential to get burned. You mentioned something off the air that I have to bring right. on the air because what happened with one of them the other day?
2: Well, one of them is leaving as uh, as she's going to the car. I'm giving her a little kiss good night, and, um, and she mentions that her husband is a uh, cop. A cop. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, whoa, um, and that made me want her like 50% more.
0: You know that, uh, wait, that made what, you want what her more? You say? <laughs> oh,
2: yes, totally. That's exciting. Paul. Something is wrong you with you. You
0: know that like this cop, if he finds out, can ruin your life. He can make your life real miserable, right? But it's the danger you're attracted to. Is that what the three married women thing is about?
2: Oh, probably a little bit of both. I'm
1: going to tell you something, Paul. I mean, even though I'm French, but. I feel this is very destructive, the way you talk about it, because I don't hear the love. I, I, you, that, that's you what oh, you
0: guys no love. do,
2: though. You guys in France, it's all about, like, but, cheating but, and stuff. But, that's but in France,
1: there's a rule about silence about all this. So, really, you, you've broken the French rule about this. So, yeah, when you get
0: caught, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> and you
1: might you know, even get favorite, physically my hurt.
2: My about karma is that I can go outside, punch a guy in the face, and be like, what did you do to deserve that?
0: Ah, see, you could just dish out your own karma randomly. But life doesn't work that way, because although you're not the one that's married, the three women have an obligation to uphold their vows. One of the women
2: are like, my marriage is better now. So So I would would chalk it up.
0: I would chalk it up as that. Like, hey, you know, you reignited the spark, but if you continue in the relationship you're going past the point of no return sometimes, and there's no judgment here. But we're just saying you need to be real careful, especially when you know somebody's yeah. husband is a cop, and you're messing and around he, in dangerous territory.
1: I just warn you, one, Paul. I warn you about this. This is not to mess around with, but, but, <laughs> but, at all. <laughs> let's be very serious. I, I think you've, you've heard us, Paul. So I, I hope you follow what we said. You know, it's time I, to I stop do, the shenanigans, uh, I do Paul.
2: Greetings i appreciate
0: your words thank you so much for calling the rendezvous more simon when we come back you're listening to the rendezvous with simon and angie simon i want to talk more about this call that we had if you missed it you got to listen back on the podcast simonandangie.com but we took a call um from a guy who is dating not one married woman but three married women Mm -hmm. he's single And he's getting all the fun out of it. And that brings me to an interesting conversation I had with a friend of mine about why people actually do that. There are certain people Mm -hmm. that will seek out married people to have a relationship with because there's none of the uh, hard work I guess involved with it for lack of a better there is some hard work but it's it's you get all the good stuff you get the ooh la la you get the excitement you get the fun without any of the work the responsibility uh, the accountability any of those things so Simon um, what do you think it is about someone that actively seeks out married people. is do you think it's the challenge? Maybe it's different for men and women? Maybe it's uh people are non-committal, and this is easy because, hey, they're going back to their wives or husbands. I don't have to worry about it. What do you think it is?
1: Well, Angie, I think there's two kinds of people who go after married people. There is the one who falls in love with a married man or a married woman, and the uh, intention you just can't resist, and maybe the married person say, we haven't we haven't been intimate with my husband or wife for years. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, That's an oops,
0: I fell into love with somebody that happens to be married. What about the people that actively seek that out, though, that really want that relationship, that prey on married people?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, so that situation would be more like I feel they're taking revenge. I think there is something where the guy or the woman, but let's say a guy who goes after – repeatedly married women one of course the obviously doesn't take responsibility to date and be in love and romantic but mostly there's something negative about this because you participate against uh, the basic of what's right and wrong mm-hmm. in relationships. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to ask yourself what do I get? Uh, inside myself by rottening other people relationships and See, participate and is, in the rottening.
0: That's a great point Simon because this is sort of the disagreement I had with the person I was talking to it about. They said, "Well, listen, I'm not the one that made these vows. I'm not the one that promised, you know, before my family and God and church. I don't have a, why is it up to me to keep, you know, to uh, maintain their vows." And I said to them, "Well, That's fine. It's not your job to maintain their vows. But what about you? What about your moral responsibility? Do you feel anything in that way? Because I don't feel like you can knowledgeably have a relationship with somebody that's that deep. They have a family. They're married. Whatever, and not feel kind of icky about it at the end of the day, right? Well,
1: exactly. It would be like this, Angie. It would be like in a in a hot summer day, uh, in a dry place. Somebody lights a fire. You know, those crazy people do that, and you're the witness. And you take pleasure to watch the fire grow bigger and bigger, and you just feed some woods, option one. So it's the same thing. Maybe a married person is looking for, you know, revenge on her husband or something, and she finds that guy, you that guy. There's the fire, the passion, and instead of walking away, you participate into yes. that. Yes, you're like right? an
0: accomplice to a crime being committed, and you just sit uh, back and watch.
1: Exactly. So. Uh, it, it's, it's your commitment to right and wrong It's the commitment in, in what happens comes back to you in circle We're all part of the same universe mm-hmm. Humanity and all this So when you rotten somebody else's relationship You rotten a part of you too Nothing ah. good's come out of this
0: because you can't feel good about it at the end of the day, and I—that's uh, my point—is you if, 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 if you're doing do it knowingly. Good,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do good, you feel good. If you feel bad at the end, you feel bad, and at night you're always wondering: maybe is he going to find out? I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get punched. The whole thing turns out always very badly right the, the, because we
0: we don't we don't at the end of the day have an obligation to uphold other people's relationships but we do have an obligation to live by our own moral code and yes. what we believe and if you know you're at that point where you're like I don't even care then there are deeper issues I think i mean to, to, you can't totally. it, think it, about but, how it feels to be hurt if somebody were to cheat on you knowingly the other person even though you are uh, supposed to be mad at the person you're with there's a part of you that still is mad at that other person only because it's like what kind of a human being are you that you don't have this moral code
1: exactly and and i can't be an hypocrite and forget the french have this way of life but that's way an way understood that's an understood but it's understood it's an und- it's a culturally and historically understanding right. in france it doesn't exist in america Right. In America, leave like Americans. So, right. But so that's a that's, different
0: situation. Everybody is in agreement in that situation. Here, it's different. It's, it's, it's different. a deception. It's a deception.
1: Right. It's a betrayal of what's exactly. right and wrong. Yeah.
0: Woo. That was a great call, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. What a story. I love calls like that. Please we keep won't them coming. Paul. Yep. Yes. 855 905 8255. More of the rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Such an amazing show tonight. Simon, if you missed anything, maybe you're Mm -hmm. just tuning in. Uh, We talked about things you won't compromise on in relationships. We were talking about jealousy. We're talking about people that actively also seek out married people to have relationships with. And there are people that do that. I mean, it's very attractive to some people to say, hey, they have a ring. They've already been pre-approved, pre-screened. Their marriage material. I want that. I want to have mm-hmm. a relationship with that. But you had a great point, Simon, about interfering on other married people, in-relationship people, in their relationship.
1: Thanks, Angie. I said if you hurt somebody else's relationship, you're hurting yourself too. Yeah. Meaning, exactly. So it's to to remember when if you know, somebody is laughing or thinking he has the perfect role because he didn't say yes or no. But at the end, we're all part of the same humanity, the same you know, city the same place, and don't, don't hurt anybody else's relationship. You carry that scar too. You, right. you will and carry it, that forever. As much so. as you
0: think you just have the fun of it, you get the ooh la la. You don't have the responsibility. You're gonna feel that at some point. You're gonna feel that pain and that ickiness from it.
1: Yeah, and because if you do good, you feel good. If you feel bad right. at the end, you will feel bad.
0: Exactly. Great oh. point, Simon. If you missed that conversation, you have to check it out at simonandangie.com. You can email us from there. Check all our podcasts on there. Also see Simon on InBed with Simon.
1: Mm-hmm. On FYI, and my newest episodes are coming. If you missed the past one, uh, go see simonandangie.com. It's about 17 now episodes or a bit more. Don't miss it. it. I mean, it's Simon just... giving
0: relationship advice in public, on a bed, in a mall, and people basically asking some of the same kind of questions we do here on The Rendezvous. And real life advice, yeah. real real time.
1: You know it, real time. So com.
0: Yes, thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. We will be back with you tomorrow. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel <laughs> and Angie Taylor.